a step in the right direction for the Minnesota Wild, but ultimately 0-3 on the season after a 6-3 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. Our Lockdown Wild postcast starts right now. You are Locked On Wild Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Welcome to another Locked On Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wild falls 6-3 to the Colorado Avalanche. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, progress, some steps forward by this team. We saw a much better effort uh, in front of the goalies tonight, but uh, in Philip Gustafson's case, some uh, some rough goals given up. So let's just start right there. Um, I thought Gustafson did some good things tonight. He he made some really big saves for this team, but you look at the goals that were given up, and th- those are some that y- you want to see your goalie come up with saves on uh, pretty much every night. Yeah, the backbreaker for me was the Ranton and goal. You know, it's it's. I know it's tough. I played the position, and those bouncing pucks from center ice can really be tricky. Uh, but to give up that rebound, and and of course, you know, one of the the elite goal scorers in the league is going to clean that up every single time. It's deflating for a hockey team. We talked about it a little bit during our broadcast tonight, but you know this goal, teams feed off the goaltender in all situations, and when teams are going through a tough stretch, which the Wild are to start the year. Those, those types of goals just are a killer, and it's haunted them the first couple of games. I agree. Gustafson was by far uh, tonight um, out there playing the best game a wild goaltender has all season. The Avalanche had a couple nice tip-ins, but in the end, it wasn't good enough. And so um, back to the drawing board, one more game on this homestand, and I assume Marc-Andre Fleury will start Thursday against Vancouver, and uh, that is a huge, huge start for him and this team. Yeah, it's it's just it's not going to get any easier, and we'll uh, we'll take a look at what is coming up here uh, in a little bit. But we talked about you know the team in front of of Philip Gustafson tonight. Uh, they battled. This team battled back from deficits of one zero two one. You name it, they were battling back from it up until the end. It just it's hard when you ask your offense on any given night. You know, twenty goals allowed in three games. This team has scored 12 goals, which you would normally be enough to get you to 3-0. and It's just a lot to ask of an offense to get you six or seven goals every night in order to win a game. Uh, Dean Evison just had his postgame presser, and I think he made a really strong point. They've yet to have a lead, and teams play different when they play from in front, especially teams that are really trying to get a win. And when you're constantly having to chase the hockey game, you don't always – consciously mean to get off your game defensively, but you are going to cheat a little bit. You are going to try to press the issue. And until they start to play better at the drop of the puck and get uh, give themselves a lead, it's going to be difficult for this team to cash in a win. So that to me is the biggest challenge on Thursday against Vancouver. They're not the Avalanche. They're not the Rangers. They're similar to the LA Kings, where they're a fringe playoff team on home ice that you should beat, period. And you do that by going out there in the first 10 minutes, shutting them down and getting the first goal of the hockey game. I think it'd be a completely different feel if they could pull that off. I know fans are frustrated with what uh, happened with Marco Rossi getting scratched, looking like maybe he was going to get into the lineup after Matt Zuccarello left practice. Zuccarello ultimately ends up playing. 
we're we're gonna we're gonna let that one go because you assume at some point that's gonna get figured out. Um, but another rookie for this team that just continues to make winning plays and to really impress, Kalen Addison, three assists tonight. Yeah, it's it's refreshing to see a young player uh, given an opportunity and do the most with it. He was told before training camp that he wasn't a lock to make the team, but if he had a good camp, not only would he make the team, but he'd be given the chance to be a big part of their power play and, and kind of the, the shift in the mentality that they want to have with the man advantage and give this youngster some credit. You know, he's, he's really taken the ball and run with it. He was awesome during training camp in the preseason and the power play. If you could point to one thing that gives you hope that if the fans are out there watching right now that says, you know what, it's, it's going to be okay. They're going to get this thing figured out. If their power play can be, let's just say top five in the league this year, which they're showing signs. It might be, remember you've got Matt Boldy, you know, you've got Kirill Kaprizov, you've got, an unbelievable puck mover in Matt Zuccarello. What they've been missing is that quarterback at the top there that can make plays. And Addison looks like he might be that guy. And to me, that is without a doubt the biggest positive here in the first three games of the season. Uh, Kevin, we saw more movement with the lines, you know, trying to roll one through four tonight than we have in the first few games of the season. And, you know, Mason Shaw into the lineup tonight to, uh, to be on the line with Dewar and Duhame. Those guys, one through four, again, offensively, it, that does not seem to be an issue for this team at all. It's just, you know, not only do we need to see from the defensemen um, at times better defensive effort, but those forward lines, too, got to do their job when the other team has the puck trying to prevent it from getting towards the net. I've always said it with this team. Uh, they're at their best, this group, and we saw this the last couple of years when the group is buying in and playing good defense. Now, I, I saw much better indicators and signs tonight that they were getting back to their real identity, but this team has always been at their best when they frustrated teams with their defensive zone play as a group, created turnovers, and then used their skill in transition. They didn't do that in games one or two. They got away from their identity big time. Avalanche probably forced their hand a little bit because I think everybody tries to ramp it up defensively against a team of that skill level, but they certainly looked like they were getting back to who they are. And this is a bulk of the same team that put up a franchise best 113 points last year. Yes, the goaltending has to be better. Yes, they've got to play better as a group, but they've got to get back to defending. And I think Thursday night, that to me will be the biggest tell. Can they get back to that type of game? Because Vancouver's got plenty of weapons to burn you. You play a loosey-goosey game like they did against L.A., you're not going to win. Um, we'll talk after the the pause about what I thought was one of the turning points of the game in which the Wild had that delayed penalty and ended up just having one that they took to negate that. So we'll we'll discuss that and a couple of other penalties that uh, that ended up costing the team tonight. Ultimately, a 6-3 to three loss for the Minnesota Wild. We will continue our Locked on Wild postcast after this word from our sponsor. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And whether you are a longtime homeowner looking to upgrade your security or a first-time home buyer trying to give yourself peace of mind, Simply Safe is the way to go. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected 
and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL and save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Minnesota Wild lose 6-3 to to the Colorado Avalanche to fall to 0-3 on the season. Kevin, I thought one of the turning points in the game was that delayed penalty. And Matt Boldy, credit to Boldy for realizing, hey, we got an opportunity to kind of play this out a little bit and and kind of retreating to allow the Wild a chance to, to get things uh, refreshed and get a couple fresh skaters on the ice. You just you can't take a too-many-men penalty in that instance. No, and Dean Evason, um, during his post-game presser here just a couple minutes ago, laid on the sword and said the, that too many men is always on the coaches. I will tell you, um, because I was in the tunnel right behind the bench, that the coaches did not send that player out there. So he can lay on the sword all he wants. I think what happened, if my memory serves me right, Seth, it was a unique situation that was four on four. The delay penalty gave the Wild a chance to play five on four. Now, somebody on the bench noticed that and said, we don't have our sixth player out. Whenever the goalie gets pulled, you got to have six. It's an easy mistake to make. It's the wrong time to make it. And it just compounds a very frustrating start to the season because that situation right there was a chance for the Wild to take over and get the crowd back into the game. And then I thought shorthanded later in the game when Freddie Gaudreau had that amazing play. If that puck goes in at 4-3, if the Wild score next, I was convinced they were going to win that hockey game. But when it didn't go in, you could just kind of feel Colorado get a little win behind those sails and shortly later, it was a 5-3 score. Yeah, and that's that's the story of the season right now is that it seems like when this team has had opportunities to overcome all of this that's going on, it just it comes up a few inches short. The potential game-tying goal against the Kings that was saved six inches from going in, and then that one by Goudreau, you hit it right on the head. It just The bounces are not going the Wilds way so far. They're not, and I, I will remind fans that last year with 113 points, they had a stretch where they lost four in a row. They had another stretch where they went 0-5-1. Everything gets magnified when it's the start of the season. The expectations are high. They had this record-breaking year last year, but if it ends up being a three-game losing streak and they lose or they win on Thursday against Vancouver, you can overcome it. The worry I have right now for this hockey team is you started at home, let's say you don't win on Thursday and then you leave for 10 days and you go to five cities. I don't care who you're playing. I know Detroit and Chicago and Montreal are on that list along with Ottawa and Boston. But my point is it can snowball. I I just, I know it's early. I know it's October. It's hard to put it into perspective. I think they're going to be okay, but I do believe uh, Thursday is a super, super important game, especially if Flurry gets the call, which I think he will. We saw a bunch of line changes for tonight's game just to try to kind of jumpstart, shake things up for this team. Do you anticipate that we're going to see these combos stay or will we maybe see the team go back to some semblance of what um, what they did at the beginning of the season? You know, I, I think Dean Evison's very calculated. I think he's very intelligent. And I think if you go back and – take a look at the preseason. I know it's preseason hockey. And so fans say, well, you know, it's not the same. And I get it. It's not, but there are some tells 
you know, you saw the play of Kalen Addison. You also saw Marco Rossi at one point late in the uh, preseason play in between uh, Zuccarello and Kaprizov. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen in the early part of this season, but I don't think that was done just for the sake of it, just to have a little fun. What Marco Rossi can bring to this team is great vision and great puck moving, uh, puck movement. And that does tie pretty well into what those two guys do. I think at some point he ends up there. I don't know when. Uh, I know Wild fans are panicking on the other side of the ledger because he was scratched tonight. But I do think uh, they're going to give him an opportunity on that line at some point because of his skill set. I don't know. You know, I think a lot of it hinges on when we see Jordan Greenway. He's been cleared for full contact along with John Merrill. And I think people have forgotten about that. But I, I'm telling you, especially when they get on the road here, if you could have Jordan Greenway back out there with Jewel Erickson Eck and Marcus Foligno, that is a huge, huge step for the Minnesota Wild. I don't think it's that far away. He's looked good in practice. I don't. They haven't given us the exact timing. But once you're cleared for full contact, that runway gets pretty wide open, and both are ready to help. And both are big, both are strong, and both could make an impact uh, to give this team a little jolt, and, and certainly they need one right now. Yeah, you, you bring up a great point because I think a lot of times Jordan Greenway's value to this team gets undersold because he doesn't score a lot of goals or this or that. You want a good indicator as to the value of him on this team? Just look at what's happened over the first three games of the year. Yeah, when that lines together, they're just it's a different hockey team. I remember last year we marveled at how few times they gave up a goal. I think for one stretch there, they had gone over a month without giving up a goal five on five, and they're out there every night against the opposition's very best. And so when you have a shutdown line that you can use and you're Dean Everson, that gives you a chance to spread things out a little bit on the offensive side of the puck. They haven't had that yet. And again, that's no disrespect to the guys that have played with them, but they've got something magical almost when those three are together. That impact of, of Greenway returning, and I would not be surprised if we saw him in the next week, could really help this team. I don't know if Hartman goes back in between those top two. I think that's a, a nice nookie blankie to have because you know it's going to work. Um, I thought tonight was fine. I thought Jost looked great. I thought they had some moments, um, and he's got the skill set to do it. I'll be very curious, to be honest. I think a lot does hinge on when we see Jordan Greenway. But uh, the nice thing is with this team right now, you've got depth, you've got options, and I just think everybody needs to take a deep breath and realize that we have 79 hockey games left, and I don't think that the first three games are any real indicator of who this team is. I, I hate to pull from the playbook of Aaron Rodgers, but are – E L A X it's, and it's hard too, because like you said, it's the beginning of the season. You want to see the team get off to a good start and really set the tone for what's to come for the entire season. But at the end of the day, like you said, three games out of 82, plenty of time to turn it around. And I think it's easy, you know, right now, because we have a, a hockey fan base here that knows the game to look at the numbers and the numbers are kind of scary. I mean, they have given up 20 goals in three games. That's just under seven a game. So that needs to be cleaned up. But as I said a few minutes ago, Seth, if you look at this roster top to bottom, um, it's really the core of the same team that set those records last year. Now, I get it. There were a handful of guys that had record-breaking years personally, and that was always going to be hard to duplicate. But it's still going to regress back to the mean. And to me, this is still a team that by the end of the year will be in the playoffs. I know the goaltending has not been good, but I, I think Marc-Andre Fleury is a hell of a lot better than we've seen. I think he's got a whole nother level to get to. 
And I, I just, I cannot, honestly, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of that game on Thursday. I expect him to be in goal and I expect him to play a very good game. That will be the next opportunity for the Wilds to pick up their first win of the season. So make sure to tune in after the game for our recap with these Locked on Wild postcasts. Kevin, thank you as always for the time. Always enjoy getting a chance to chat win or lose after uh, Wild games. And we will uh, see if the Wilds can pick up that first win on Thursday. For listeners, make sure you're following along with Locked on Wild and Locked on Sports Minnesota so that you don't miss out on a thing from your favorite Minnesota hockey team. And we are keeping you up to date with new episodes of Lockdown Wild every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.